just made the determination that they did not want to offer reunification services to the parents, meaning uh, they decided that this child needs to be taken away from the parents uh, forever and permanently. Uh, they need to not be reunified with the child. The baby needs to be adopted out. So uh, we were going to trial to basically challenge uh, that request on their part. And so in going to trial, uh, what we did is, uh, I, and again, this was my first case, and I almost, I basically stumbled upon this strategy by accident. Uh, the parents had been, as I mentioned, the parents had been sort of failing their drug tests, and we were going to trial, and I basically said to them, look, you failed your test uh, two weeks ago, you failed it about a month ago, uh, I don't know what we can do in your case here except for just run out the clock and uh, take as much time and spread this out as much as possible to try to give you guys uh, uh, so, something to work with to make your argument. And that's actually exactly what we did. Uh, first thing we did was when we first went to trial, we, uh, we were entitled to a continuance and we said, look, Andrew? Uh, yeah, someone. Yep. Yeah. I figured you'd come on at least. I don't know about the rest of them. But I got this guy. He uh, he fought CPS three times and he won. And he he's a uh, uh, bar-associated licensed attorney. And so I thought I'd play him until someone came on. Then I realized you're on here. So... Yeah, okay. <clears throat> well, it was interesting. So, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to keep uh, promoting and doing as much as I can with this, but at the same time, uh, you know, right now, I don't know what's going on, you know. All I do yeah. know is is that I'm trying to be me and being me sometimes is something else, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, you can only do what you have to do. Um, That's for sure. Interesting, interesting to hear this, guys, um, uh, how we moved around and, and won the cases uh, against the, um, uh, what is it, uh, DSC, the DCS? Uh, CPS. Child Protection Services. Oh, you okay. want me to come back on? I got him on mute right now, you know, and holding. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mind listening a little bit. Okay, well, let me turn it on. Okay. Uh, we'd like a continuance. We need, need more time to get discovery. We need um, uh, to locate some witnesses. We'd like to set this out as much as possible. And uh, the court only gave us, uh, the court didn't give us much time at all. Basically gave us uh, about a month and a half. So we pushed it out a month and a half. And the parents stayed clean for that month and a half. Um, the month and a half, we came uh, back later. And at that point, I had been representing both parents. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I don't want to go, uh, if this is going to happen, I want other counsel in on it as well. I don't want to be representing both of you because uh, maybe I can, uh, if I can make this about saving one of you instead of both of you, we can do a better job. So uh, we requested a continuance based on a potential conflict of interest. At that point, uh, the court granted that continuance. The other parent was assigned uh, a court-appointed attorney, uh, and it was pushed out about another month and a half. Then we, uh, we went back, and uh, we lucked out a little bit because the 
county counsel who's prosecuting the case ended up being sick, and so she was unable to be on the case, and so it got continued out again. And now we're approaching about five months, about five months out at this point. Now the parents at this point have managed to keep clean for this entire time, and uh, and uh, in doing so. Uh, they were they were building more and more evidence that they were going to be able to correct their lives to get their children back. They kept going back and they were testing and they were keeping clean. Mm -hmm. um, we go back after five months. The first day of trial started, and what I'd actually done was I'd sent out some subpoenas uh, to some of the social workers and some of the other folks involved to get them to appear, and then they didn't show up. And the reason they didn't show up is because they were an incompetent organization. So with them not having shown up, then we were entitled them to a uh, new continuance, and we got a push back uh, about two weeks then at that point. And then we went back. We had only worked, we'd only uh, had a couple hours to work with for the court. We weren't able to get things wrapped up, and again, it got pushed back. And by the time this was all said and done, we were six months into the whole process. The parents had been clean for the entire six months. And by the time the county finished their case, the court pulled us into chambers and said to us, Hey, um, they're not. You guys haven't proved your case here. I'm really inclined to, uh, in, in speaking to me, counsel. I'm really inclined to uh, just uh, find in your client's favor if, uh, for the termination or reunification services, if uh, you just rest your case now, and not not wanting to sabotage our position. I went back to the client and said, Hey, the judge says he's heard everything. Um, he basically wants to find in your favor, so we're not even going to put on your case. Uh, we're just going to go ahead and, and submit based on that. And that's what we did, and that's what the court did. And uh, about uh, a little bit over six months later, uh, CPS was out of their hair. The parents had reunified uh, with the child. The child was returned, and the case was closed, and we had won. Now, the second time that uh, we won, was frankly at this point I realized these people just really aren't prepared. They have problems doing their job. And so the second time I went back, uh, this was a case where the uh, father was accused of molesting one of his daughters and uh, the, they were accusing the mother of basically not protecting the daughter from the father so they wanted to remove the daughter uh, from their care. And uh, what basically happened was the daughter, it was actually the daughter who was making these accusations, but, um, and I fully believe this, uh, the reason that the daughter was doing this was out of retaliation and, uh, and the evidence just wasn't there that these allegations were true. There was nothing to corroborate it. It was just her word uh, against her father's. And uh, so uh, what we basically did uh, was we had we took a we had a lot of statements from a lot of they were made to a lot of different people from the daughter and a lot of them were really inconsistent. So uh, I went forward, uh, I put all the statements forward, I put all the witnesses forward, and uh, something I didn't do though was that the daughter had made a statement to a police officer when she first reported it, and uh, the police officer reported that the daughter had said, basically asked the question, uh, what, if, what would happen if I was just making all this up? Would, would I be in trouble? That sort of thing. And that was in the police report, but I just kind of glossed over it. I didn't really touch on it. I didn't discuss it during the trial. And so having found, having, I just kind of let the trial flow. I didn't really make any arguments during the trial. 
then we got to the very end. The county made their case and said, hey, she's been consistent throughout. Uh, yes, she doesn't have anything to back her up. It's her word against her dad's, but, uh, but she's been consistent throughout, and that's what we see. And that's when we passed. I said, look, these statements have been anything but consistent. She said one thing to uh, her, uh, the social worker. She said something else to this other social worker. She said something else here at trial. She said something else here to her friends. And most importantly, police officer who was not brought in to testify, she made this statement. And to be perfectly straightforward, I don't think that the CPS worker had even, I'm sorry, the uh, county council handling the case had even reviewed that police mm -hmm. report or seen it because yeah. the look of surprise okay, and scurry on her face looking through those documents, uh, yeah. trying to figure out how to rebut the argument that I had made in the yeah, way that we had those songs closed was, it, it, it told the whole story. Uh, so the judge w heard that. Okay. Yeah, okay. He, he's just working out some of the details, conflicts of interest or statements and so forth. So. Okay. Yeah, that's basically the deal there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell well, you what. You yeah, uh, things to do. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it in the meantime. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, if something yep. comes up, uh, give me a call. Okay. All right. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye. And said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think you may be right. And he called, he called the girl back up on the stand, started asking her some questions again, and this time she was giving yet entirely different account of things. So she contradicted herself even in the own, even in, uh, even in the trial itself, thanks to the judge looking at the case and considering, yes, you know what, she is giving inconsistent information. Let's see if she's going to continue giving it even now, uh, even now here at trial. And that's what happened, and the case was thrown out. And at this point, uh, this is now the second case that I had had in a row with the same group of people, and they were starting to realize that, okay, this is starting to get kind of serious. This guy, first time was a fluke. Uh, the second time, well, maybe we, maybe this isn't, you know, we need to start paying attention and actually putting our resources on this. So my third case uh, came back. Uh, this was a, uh, this uh, third case involved uh, instance where the, uh, where the parents were accused of, of, uh, uh, of hitting their child based on some injuries that the child had sustained. And it looked really bad. The child, it, this was a, uh, an infant child. The infant had some, uh, some bruises and some markings that a physician had, uh, opinion, had given the opinion was consistent with some abuse. Um, the parents said that the child had uh, basically slipped in the tub, and then there was a separate instance where uh, the child fell over, and it was just really bad luck is basically the argument. Uh, to be straightforward to this day, I don't know if I believe the parents. Um, it's, there's, it's completely possible that they were telling what they were telling is true. Uh, it's possible that what they weren't telling me was true. Um, it's possible that the truth is somewhere in between. Uh, but frankly, I don't really know. Um, as an attorney, you have the privilege of being allowed to believe your clients because your clients uh, know that anything you tell them uh, can't be used against them. But people sometimes still don't like to look bad. They don't like to admit the truth. 
Um, I had even the point is even I had my doubts about whether or not these people were being honest. So, uh, but regardless, I had my job, and the fact is that uh, as an attorney, we have the responsibility of protecting. Uh, as a parent's attorney, uh, we have the responsibility of protecting our parents because, frankly, if uh, if their rights are not, we're not responsible for the outcome. We're responsible for protecting their rights, and. Uh, it's not our, it's, um, it's the court's responsibility to uh, come to the right conclusion in light of the evidence. So um, by any time you protect anyone, you're protecting everyone uh, because if one person's rights are violated, then it can happen to anybody. So uh, I had my doubts. Uh, they may have been telling the truth, but I, I had my doubts and I, it was not a surprise to me that uh, CPS was involved in this case. So. Um, in this case now, again, they were kind of taking me seriously at this point, even though I was a new attorney. They actually brought on one of their most senior attorneys to handle the case. Uh, they hired uh, multiple experts to come in and testify. Um, and I, I can tell you these type of expert witnesses usually run, uh, usually run around $7,500 to $10,000 a piece uh, to bring them in. So um, they're putting massive resources into it. They have multiple social workers. Uh, assigned to the case uh, because they wanted basically all all eyes on this case to make sure that it was going to get the result that they wanted. And uh, I looked at this, I looked at the situation, I said, okay, you know, we are severely, <laughs> we're severely outgunned here. Uh, we, you know, we, I, at this point, I think I've been practicing, you know, definitely been practicing in private practice at least for less than a year. Um, I'm up against someone who'd been at it for 20 years, who was a specialist, who had attended an Ivy League uh, school. Uh, we had, uh, uh, there were um, four separate social workers who were overseeing the case, including uh, two of their, uh, two senior and one supervising social worker. We had uh, a couple of PhDs come in to give their opinions about the natures of the injuries. And, and let's not forget, we had a child with, uh, you know, some some questionable, highly questionable injuries on them. But I had some parents who said that they were in fact innocent, and uh, it was my job to make sure that this came to the right result. So um, I said, okay, this uh, what we need to. Do, my hope here is to basically say, look, they put all these energies and all this energy into it. They have all these people involved. Uh, let's make this strength of their their weakness. So what I did was I took an approach that was a little bit similar from what I did in my very first case, but with a different sort of objective. Um, I did continue things out a few times. I uh, managed to delay and stall. I, um, I asked for time to look into hiring our own experts. Um, I asked for additional uh, time for additional discovery. Um, I had uh, something else that was calendared. Or um, for the same, uh, for the, one of the trial dates, so that let us get pushed back. But my reason in doing this wasn't to stall to buy more time to mitigate the, the uh, charges. My strategy in this case was actually that the parents were having ongoing uh, contact with multiple uh, social workers, and those social workers uh, were themselves creating their own. Uh, they were each generating their own reports. And what started to happen was the social workers started to create uh, reports and generate information uh, that was inconsistent with itself. And so we started getting the social workers who started reporting things differently 
um, because frankly, they never record anything with any sort of electronic recording. They just make their own notes and write notes and write down their own impressions, and they get things wrong. And when you have multiple people though getting things wrong, you're getting them wrong in different ways. So the social workers started uh, to create these reports and create these details that were inconsistent with themselves. So uh, when we actually got to trial, uh, once we actually got to trial, uh, I was able to call each of the social workers up there, uh, get them to commit to their own statements, and then pull out the statements of the other social workers that contradicted them. And with each and every one of them, it was like a house of cards with each card, or a, a stack of dominoes. Each domino began to fall, and by the time it was done, uh, their case was just devastated. Uh, the experts didn't provide them uh, any useful information on the stand because the experts' opinions uh, were based by and large on information that had been uh, provided to them by, th by the social workers, and the social workers couldn't keep their story straight. So, the, uh, so for example, uh, the one expert based their opinion on what social worker A said, but social, worker, social workers C and D said something differently. Uh, they said something different. So it completely negated the expert opinion, and when we finished up, uh, they just had not been able to put their case together. And so ultimately what it comes down to is one way or another, no matter how you look at it, uh, the, the county and the system is really, really just set up uh, and relies on the fact that parents, most parents in most cases will not challenge their results. Uh, they will not put up a genuine fight. They will not uh, have or use the resources that they need uh, to prevail. And if everyone in the system uh, tried, to fight, uh, tried to fight the allegations against them, well, two things would happen. One would be that a lot of people who, are actually, who actually should have their children taken away would not. But the, uh, importantly, the uh, parents who, uh, who do rightfully deserve a second chance or the parents who um, were, uh, have a result that is not proportionate to the offense that they committed or parents who are just innocent uh, would also be able to, uh, to better mount a defense. And so the takeaway from this is that uh, my recommendation is that uh, if you have an attorney working with you and generally you have uh, at least a court-appointed counsel, um, is that uh, you make sure that uh, that attorney has given you uh, every option for fighting and moving forward. They've explained the possible outcomes and that they have justified uh, to you uh, what those possible outcomes are. Um, if possible, I also recommend to get those the, those explanations recorded either in writing or otherwise uh, because uh, there needs to be some sort of, you need to have some sort of uh, ability to hold the attorney accountable, accountable especially with court-appointed counsel uh, because there is a temptation for those folks who are just like the county uh, overworked, they have more cases than they can handle uh, a lot of times. And if you don't have that sort of, if you don't have those protections, if you don't have that sort of accountability, then, um, then you, you're just not going to feel assured that uh, you are in fact getting a full explanation, a full story, and, and all of your options available to you. Um, but I mean, ultimately, you hear so many terrible stories about, uh, are you, if you've been around long enough, you've heard so many terrible stories about uh, the way uh, the court really uh, unjustly treats 
some of the families uh, coming in there. But there uh, is there hope? Absolutely. There's absolutely hope, uh, no matter your situation. Um, do what you need to do to protect your kids. Uh, make sure that uh, uh, make sure you have uh, competent legal counsel and do what you have to do to get competent legal counsel. And uh, and that's my recommendation. So again, I strongly encourage you to uh, subscribe, like, and share this video. Uh, I do hope to uh, look, uh, at some point uh, reach a juncture where we have enough interest in manpower to uh, talk about effectuating some legislative changes such as uh, a change in the level, level burden of proof needed to, uh, uh, to find that a child is under uh, the jurisdiction of the county or the state, uh, meaning uh, instead of merely showing that it's more likely than not that the allegations are true, uh, a proof beyond the reasonable doubt would uh, in all likelihood be an appropriate uh, standard to explore in some circumstances. Uh, something else that uh, I really like to see is before any parental, any, before any parents' rights are terminated, uh, I'd like to see the option uh, for uh, for the parents in those cases to uh, have uh, to elect for a jury trial. Um, you know, we can take uh, we can imprison someone for the rest of their life uh, or uh, execute them. Uh, uh, and require a jury trial, or we can simply uh, charge them with a crime that you know potentially has maybe a six-month jail sentence, and all likelihood won't end up with the jail uh, sentence. Uh, they have a right to a trial by jury. Uh, but if you're going to take someone's children away from you, uh, if you're going to take someone's children away from them, or if you're going to take some children away from their parents, it seems to me that. Uh, frankly, a lot of people would rather give up their freedom than lose their kids. So I'd like to see uh, jury trial implementation. There's some other ideas too, but uh, it's a little bit it, the whole concept is a little bit early to discuss in great detail. But uh, regardless, uh, please subscribe, uh, please like, please share. Thank you so much.